Thank you for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at JBT Podcast and give us a like review on iTunes. Now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. Hello, hello everyone across Australia and indeed across the world. My name is Nick Busink, hashtag the real NJ, and thank you so much for downloading this episode of Just Ball Things NBA podcast. You're listening to episode 1.7 on this Sunday, the 4th of December, and with me we have the J-Man, J-Pod, Jack Manuel. How are we, mate? Take two, Nicholas. Yes, take two. Take two <laughs> Thirty <for> minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm getting tired, mate, but I'm I'm still I'm still pumped up and ready. Yes, yes, we're still as pumped as ever. This is our second attempt of recording the podcast because we had a little bit of our technical issues before with the computer freezing and no backups being made. So uh, damn you, Pro Tools. Um, yeah, but we're here. You. Hopefully, you guys listen to this version, and yeah, we're here to talk about some ball. But before that, mate. I have been yes. uh, perusing Facebook, obviously, as I do, the past uh, week or so. And it's been depressing me because, you know, the memories that come up. Um, yeah. This time last year, we were gallivanting around the United States watching basketball, eating uh, eating bad food and, and and watching more basketball. It was It was brilliant. Do you remember that day where you had, like, four meals in like one day in New York, but it was like pizza and then like pasta and then like a pre Oh yeah, and then we went to the, that, then... that pub and we got wangs. Wait. Yeah, you were just, you were just so fat. And then I had that cheese day in, in Chicago where I was convinced yes. I had cheese poisoning. Yeah, because, but there's no such thing as cheese poisoning. Oh, I, I don't know, mate. Like I think I may have poison. discovered something. I ate, I ate nothing that day but cheesy puffs. A deep dish Chicago pizza, which is just cheese city, and nacho cheese at the basketball. Do you remember how? Do you remember how many cheese like doodles you got in your mouth? Oh, and I had cream sitting? cheese bagels. That was. Uh, that's a lot of cheese. That's a lot of cheese, mate. That was my breakfast. Do, do you remember how many like those cheese doodles you got in your mouth? Like I, I think it was like I've 10? got this on video. Ten or something. 11. Yeah, no, up, upload was, the video was, to JBT. I, I want, the, I want the people to see me in my glory. Of fitting I'll ten cheesy puffs in my mouth at one time. You can fit a lot in your mouth, including other things. I have been known. I'm I'm known a- around the St Kilda district. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's say that to all those uh, Melbourne listeners, I guess. Um, but Jack, how's the London life treating you, mate? London life is swell, mate. London life is swell as always. It's cold, it's dark, but it's well. Um, and it's even better when you meet people that want to buy JBT merchandise. Say what? Uh, no, I was hanging out with some of Ali's friends and I was wearing, you know, the, the coolest T-shirt ever made by any fashion industry ever. Um, and one of Ali's friends is like, that's a really cool tee. It's so 90s. Can I have it? Can I buy it? I'm like, oh my God. Yes, you can. I'm going to make you one. Someone wants so to like, buy our merch, mate. This is uh, brown, gr- br- groundbreaking stuff. It, it really is groundbreaking stuff, Nicholas. Yes. It's groundbreaking. In the words of Nick. Oh, <laughs> I'm a mess. Um, 
but yeah, in all seriousness, we do have um we do have some some stuff up on Redbubble if you guys are interested. We've got some nice designs there created by the Chaz Manual, who is very good on the photoshops and all that stuff. Uh yeah, he's created grab yourself a JBT clock. They actually look pretty good. Um, Get random. They they actually do. If I if I wasn't strapped for cash, then I I would definitely buy myself one because they do look very nice. Anyway, Jack, do you want to get stuck into this pod? Let's do it, brother. All right. Starting off with some general news here. We've got uh, Demarcus Cousins on teaming up with John Wall via Bleacher Report. Uh, him saying it's the NBA, so hopefully one day he'll be in a Kings uniform. And Boogie, mate, Ooh. you can get out as my uh, hashtag get that out. That should be my saying now. Is, you can get out. Is that your catchphrase? I, th- I think I've just coined rate. a catchphrase. Oh, look get that. out. Get out. <laughs> you literally, um, literally sound like a Donald Trump supporter. <laughs> you can get out. Bob's gay. Gay as hell. But yeah, cousins, cousins, mate, you, you can get out because. Uh, John Wall staying in Washington, and I don't know whether that's just uh, me being a Wizards fan. Um, but I know that, you know, our franchise would not miss Marching Gotat. Uh, he's creating a lot of unrest in our locker room. You know, he was quoted earlier this year in saying that we have the worst bench in the NBA. So, you know, that's that's not good, spitting spitting public fire at your, at your teammates like that. Um, so if we can somehow manage to get rid of Gortat and bring in Cousins, I'll be the happiest man in the world. Uh, that being well, said, John Wall is not happy at the moment. So he, he could leave. So, you know, it, 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 it could be either way. And Boogie's, Boogie's been on the, on the trade table for about five years now. So I think that trade's more likely to happen. What do you think, mate? Um, well, you, not to be racist here, Nicholas, but is it because like that... Gortat is Polish that you guys don't want him anymore? Like you just No, because he's Europeans. a general dick. He, he <laughs> he's, he's, he just, he's not good for the team. Right. And, you know, we, we need a center that would, you know, that's going to be like real good mates with the team. He's going to work for boogie. the team. Not that Boogie works for the um, Kings, but I think because he won't be the number one man there, It'll work well for him. Let's start a hashtag going, Nick. Let's let's start trending something. Hashtag WizBoogie. Hashtag WizBoogie. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Hashtag WizBoogie. Get around Boogie. it. Yep, that's it. Obviously, we know what your uh, thoughts are on that one. Um, moving on, uh, Mike Conley for the Grizzlies has suffered a fracture in his vertebrae, which isn't Ouch. Which is not very pleasant. And so I ask you, Jack, what does this mean for the Grizzlies? Where does this leave them? It leaves them probably in the same sort of position. Or it definitely leaves them within the playoff race. But I think they were a top five, top four contender with a healthy Mark Gasol and uh, Mike Conley. Without him, they're a lower playoff team. But right now, they've been working out Kendall Marshall, Will Bynum, and Tony Douglas, all serviceable players that can... You know, fill a little bit of a role until Mike Conley's healthy again. But, you know, a, a fractured vertebrae is a nasty injury. So, you know, prayers out there to, to Mike Conley. But I still think that they could push for the playoffs. And you were saying that you think possibly the Lakers or, or, or Denver Nuggets could push up there. I think the Grizzlies are still 
a, a, like a top eight contender. And this, I still think that they're going to finish there above the Lakers, in just my opinion. This injury could be catastrophic in the West, though, because there is a huge difference from finishing fifth to finishing eighth, considering it the teams is, yeah. that you have to verse. You do yeah. the teams you have to play. You finish... Um, well, let's just say the, the the rankings set as they are. Golden State, Spurs, and Clippers taking out the top three. Those are very, very formidable opponents. And let's just say, um, if you finish fourth or fifth, you're versing the Rockets or the Thunder. And they, those are... Um, obviously, still, every, every game is a tough game in the playoffs. But you would much rather be playing those teams than the... Than the the aforementioned teams in the playoffs. And so for the Grizzlies, this um, this injury could impact them postseason when they finish, you know, seventh or eighth as opposed to fourth or fifth. Um, and yeah, they could, yeah, they could right. be knocked out straight away. Yeah, well, Nick, they were never really going to make any noise. But a, a few years ago, they actually did push the Golden State Warriors back when they were sort of starting off their dynasty that they were... And like we said, like, you know, the Clippers, um, it's a funny game, basketball. Who knows what can happen? But I still think if the Grizzlies can make it, they're an experienced organization. They know how things work come playoff time. I think as long as they're around that mark come game 50, game 60, and hopefully Mike Conley's healthy because, like we were saying last week, Nicky Boy, we just, we just want a healthy NBA. And luckily, knock on wood, there's no big injuries to any other star players because, you know, Mike Conley is a star of the league. He's not a superstar, but we like seeing the good players out there. That's it. It's always very sad when a star of the game goes down and we can't watch him anymore and also very bad for the team as well. Um, moving on, we'll move on to um, a bit of controversy this week. Doc Rivers getting ejected in the Nets-Clippers game in quite an emphatic fashion. Do you want to take the wheel on this one, Jack? Yeah, well, mate, Doc Rivers literally turned into the Hulk. We should call him Doc Banner or Eric Rivers. What's better, Doc Banner or Eric Rivers? They're both terrible. (laughs) Um, But this is just related to the meme that um, Charlie, again, helped us with during the week. It's it's a quality one. Um, It's better than any of the ones of NBA memes. I'll I'll definitely say that as a a more original. Uh, But, yeah, he lost it. He had to have DeAndre Jordan, a a 6'12 man, holding him back. Because he just like he, he got ejected. Um, I think he was. I'm not sure if he was fine. I'm pretty sure. I think he was fine. Fifty thousand um, dollars, obviously deservedly, because he just looked like he was going to eat one of the referees. He was like, yeah, that's he was, he was just going to um, smack him. Yeah, he, he, it was like it. It looked like some fisticuffs were going to happen, but you know, at the end of the day, the Clippers won, and Sean Kilpatrick killed the Clippers. So, hashtag Nets Nation. Hashtag Sean kill Clippers. Yeah, moving on. Um, there was a bit of uh, bit of news this week about the friendship between Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan. They've been a bit uh, bit heated of late. It's not quite like the Barkley Jordan relationship of the nineties. Uh, but you want to tell us what happened, Jack? Can I say it in a Charles Barkley voice, Nick? Yes. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. <laughs> so, so the news about Charles Barkley and, and Michael Jordan. No, nah, I better not. It sounds horrible. Um, <laughs> Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley, and Michael Jordan. Um, I was reading a Rolling Stone article this week, saying, I mean, their, their friendship's been strained ever since Charles Barkley came out, and 
uh, had some choice words to say about the Charlotte organization, which Michael Jordan owns and runs. Um, and since then, their friendship has just been horribly strained. Um, you know, it's not like the, the days of the 90s, the, the Space Jam days. Um, it's sad. Um, I, I hope they can get back to, you know, D. Wade, LeBron levels because we like seeing, you know, bromances in the NBA like, you know, hashtag NJ and the J-Man, hashtag D. Wade and LeBron. We're, we're on that level. Yes, yes, definitely. Our friendship goes beyond continents, mate. It does. Our, it's our, it's our, international our relationship with ball goes uh, goes global, mate. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, good to have friends like this. But we always thought that you know uh, Barkley and Jordan's relationship would be, you know, uh, ever strong one. Biffles and all that, all that nice bullshit. Um, but we do know uh, Jordan's temperament. It's not the best, and he is a bit of a touchy feely no. man. Um, so he can take things a bit personally. So, bit of an implosion there. Um, as long as we have Shaq and Charles Barkley, I think the world will be okay. That would be yes. The the the, the, the TNT crew. So long as nothing happens there, uh, we'll all be very very happy campers. And with that, we'll uh, take a break here. Uh, we'll be back in a bit. You're listening to JBT Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at JBT Podcast. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. Moving right along here with discussion points of the week, hashtag DP of the week, if you want to uh, give us some suggestions on some discussion points, which a lot of people have. It's been very yeah. um, very inclusive this week, which is very nice. Um, but we touched a, we touched on this, I think it was last week or the week before, um, yeah. on potential sixth man. Um, but I ask you this week, uh, Jack, who is the m- league's most improved player so far this season? I, I, personally, I think this, this award is, is very hard to give. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's very, very subjective on how you decide it on, is. It, on it's, who's it's most generally statistic. Yeah, it's generally statistics-based. Like, CJ McCollum won it last year because... He got more minutes and he got more points and he just generally got more stats. It is subjective. It generally goes to like second or third year players that make that next step. But there's a plethora of players that we could that, that could win it so far this season, Nick. Like, who do you, who's your pick for most improved player so far? Um, oh, there's 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 just so many. I mean, Booker has improved his game, and I said that he was going to have one of the a breakout sophomore year. He is, he is volume shooting right now. He just needs to increase that percentage just a little bit because he's shooting at around forty percent. I'm pretty sure, and yep. you know, for a volume shooter, you push that up to forty five, and that is a buttload more points. Um, but for me, I reckon it's um, Atentacumpo. His season, yeah, this like he's flirting with triple doubles every freaking week now. Uh, and you know, 20, 22 points, uh, 22 point triple doubles as well. So not an easy ask from that, but you've also got the likes of, you know, um, Porzingis has, has had another great year, but I, th- I think cause he made headlines last year as well. Um, yeah. the improvement isn't as great. Yeah, let me throw one in there for you, Nicky boy. Um, his teammate Jabari Parker has made a big step yeah, offensively, yeah. especially this year. Definitely. I mean, um, that Bucks team is is looking like a force to be reckoned with. But w- what's your um, what's your pick for most improved player, mate? 
Well, you stole mine, Nikki. Oh, um, was it a Tetsukubo as well? Yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew Wiggins, he's quietened off of, of late, but his his statistics have certainly risen quite a bit. Um, my boy, um, my DBS friend, Mr. Swaggy the P. Swaggy, Swaggy P, P, yeah, he's, he's coming um, to he's, a... Luke Walton there has made him into a new man. He has transformed him. Um, but it generally doesn't go to those older players. Um, another one who has really taken that next step, similar to, to Yanni Alphabet City, is Kemba Walker of the, the Charlotte Hornets. He is uh, his next-level status now. He is a superstar. He's one of he's probably the best point guard in the East right now. I'm going to put that out there. Um, but he... Walker, Yanni, and Jabari Parker are my three. Um, and, I mean, we're only one quarter of the way through the season, so we're making wild assumptions, but that's what we hear, That's what we do at JBT Pod. Well, that's it, yeah. Why not? Um, what I... My only problem... I, he's not even that old with Kemba Walker is that I feel that the most improved player... Sh- like, it, there should be no age cap on it because, you know, if someone who's 30, who's been playing shit and now is playing brilliantly, should be eligible for most improved player. But I feel yeah. that it should go to, like, a third-year player or... You know, some somewhere around that. That's why I was thinking, um, like Wiggins, Porzingis, that it sort of does, area. Like it generally does. Like if you look through the history of the the winners at the most improved player, it generally goes to that player that has a good rookie year, has a decent second year, and then they take that next step because they've given extra minutes per game, and then they just go wild, and then they get some extra stats because they're playing 30 minutes a night instead of 18 to 20 minutes a night. And you're naturally going to get more points and more assists and more stats doing that. Um, That's part of the reason why Jabari Parker has gone up. Um, Kemba Walker is is improved just by the pure sense that he's like a 43% three-point shooter. Um, and Swaggy P's just, you know, he's just doing Swaggy things. Well, Swaggy P's getting more minutes now, but Kemba Walker was always a starter. That's why I like it, because Kemba Walker was always a starter, and he has just legitimately improved his game, and it's yeah. not an improvement in stats because you're given more minutes. Yeah. So I don't, I don't mind that pick for Kemba Walker, but I, I, he's not in contention for me because the people will look at those uh, third-year players. They will look at the Porzingis, the Wiggins, and uh, make a decision from there. But I think um, Atetokounmpo is is primed and ready for, especially if he, he keeps up this form. He is uh, he is playing brilliantly. Moving on, Kieran William has uh, um, contacted us on Facebook regarding our sixth man picks last year. Paddy Mills is having a good season off the bench. Any chance he is in consideration for the sixth man of the year alongside guys like Cantor, Crawford, and Randolph? Definitely, mate. Um, there is, you know, Paddy Mills, the, the Spurs bench itself is, is one of the best in the, uh, NBA and Paddy Mills, I was just yeah. looking at, um, some league leaders here before we started. Paddy Mills is leading the league in, um, free throw percentage at 97%, which is insane. Yeah. And true shooting percentage he's leading at 67%. So coming off. For those that don't know, what's true shooting percentage? Um, good question, Jack. Do you want to answer that? Oh, yeah. Okay, I will. You idiot. <laughs> it takes into account um, every possession that you have. So three point shooting, field goal shooting, um, and it sort of accumulates it all into a percentage where it's like, okay, how efficient are you shooting on the floor? 
So, like, are you shooting efficiently from the free throw line? Are you shooting efficiently from three? Are you shooting efficiently? Are you basically are you taking good shots? And if you have a high percentage, obviously that means you're doing, you're shooting well. And Paddy Mills is a notoriously one of the best shooters in the NBA, like in let alone Australia. He's a, a lights out shooter, as they say. Yeah, coming off the bench, he's definitely in contention for that sixth man uh, spot. So, uh, good question there, uh, Kieran. Thanks for hitting us up and keep doing so, please. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so we move on for a bit here. So Russell Westbrook, and this was a, uh, a message via, uh, sorry, a uh, question via a text message from one of Jack's friends, Craig. Um, so where where is the question? You've put it. You've put it here. Do you want to? Do you want to answer it, Jack? Do it, Nick. I'll run this, mate. So we've got we've got a couple of. Russell Westbrook's always creating headlines and always creating discussion points. So we thought because Magus hit us up on Facebook and Craig sent me a message and we all started talking about him. And at this stage, Westbrook had his seventh triple double and um, he's a polarizing character. So Craig sent me saying he's, he hates him, but his stats are terrifying. He thinks he's very arrogant. He thinks he's very cocky and he hates that he like, you know, he destroys the rim when no one's around. But when like, you know, um, People are close and he's got defenders. He doesn't do it. But I, I disputed that because he did it against Clinton Capella and he destroyed it with his left hand. That dunk scene was well, also hit that us one up. in the game. Well, yeah, it was monstrous. That was one of the best dunks I've ever seen and probably the dunk of the year. But Magus hit us up and, and I'll, I'll read this post. Westbrook was a freak that much is obvious. We all expected that after KD's move, then he would go and get these absurd numbers. He plays better without another superstar, but the team doesn't. I can't help but think he'll win... He'll never win anything with or without a superstar next to him. He's too much of a ball hog to do with someone else, and you can't do it on your on your own. What do you guys think would happen if you swapped Westbrook for Curry or Kyrie? Would these teams respectively get better or worse? So this whole Westbrook discussion. Firstly, we'll address Craig's thing. Nick, do you love or hate Russell Westbrook? I love him. I mean, his I'm his attitude on the court is arrogant. Yes, but you need to be. You need it. You need to think you're the greatest in the world to be the greatest in the world. He has, he's not setting himself back. He is going full force, and I love that about him. Watching him on the court, he is a, a graceful monster, if that makes sense. The way <laughs> he moves, he's, he moves so quickly and so gracefully. Oh, it's beautiful. But then at other times, he can just go straight at you and dunk on your face. Rip Clint Capella. Yeah, he's, there isn't there isn't many players in the history of the game that have had the energy, and personality, and ferocity that Russell Westbrook has. And you know, MJ came out and said that this guy has more passion than anyone he's ever seen, apart from probably like a Kobe. And that's saying something. Russell yeah. Westbrook has passion and loyalty uh, coming out of his wazoo. So I'm definitely on the Westbrook bandwagon. I have been in the past, like you know, always doubted him but i mean he's he's shutting his doubters up now like he's we'll, we'll mention a stat later in stat of the week that'll just blow people's minds uh, but yeah if you don't love russell westbrook then i'm sorry craig there's something wrong with you um like he, he, he's Vegas, what makes the league great i mean puts up these absolutely. numbers and draws in crowds he's a he's a joy to watch on the court and absolutely yeah but let, let's let's get on to Maggie's question quickly, Nicky boy. So he's like, uh, what do you guys think would happen if you swapped Westbrook for Curry or Kyrie? Would the teams get respectively better or worse? So 
hypothetical trade. If Westbrook was to be on <clears throat> the Golden State Warriors right now or the Cleveland and those point guards were to swap, do you think those teams would get better? Like alongside KD, along, we've sort of seen it with Golden State, I guess. But with LeBron, what do you think? So, hold on. Is your question that if Curry came to OKC, would OKC get better? Or if Westbrook went to and replaced Curry in the Golden State team, would Golden State be better? Which one? I think Nick's uh, magazine is generally asking both. He's, so, this is... All right, uh, all right, all right. I'll, I'll answer both. Uh, yeah. I'll answer both. Uh, okay. The OKC get worse without um, Westbrook. They don't have... The reason OKC and stuff work is because they've got a lot of superstars who are good at their different superstar-y thing. Um, if you replace uh, Russell Westbrook with a pure shooter, then they get worse. Russell Westbrook at least brings in the team with averaging at least 10 assists um, per game. Um He's having a triple-double right now. He's, which is yeah, funny. he's averaging a triple-double across the season, which is incredible. Um, you essentially... Because he can put up numbers like your Kyrie's and, and your uh, Curry's, maybe not shooting as a, as efficient. Well, definitely not shooting as efficiently, um, but still putting up great numbers. So if you're replacing the same amount of points and you're taking out all the assists, because Kyrie and Curry both don't assist, um, they don't rebound... Yeah. Uh, so you're taking out two major stats there and you're just essentially creating a worse um, a worse environment for OKC. That being said, if if um, Durant, not Durant, if Westbrook goes to a team chock full of superstars, I think that team gets worse because why? Because those superstars don't get involved as much. Yeah, um, him and him and Durant work so well. I'm I'm still dis- I'm still disappointed, but everyone is. Um, I think it, I think you're right though. I like I like what you're saying there, Nicky. But you've addressed Maggie's question quite uh, quite beautifully in the fact that I think it's very hard to imagine that hypothetical happening, but it is nice to ponder and and talk about. Um, but moving on, as as you like to say, my friend. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves have uh, hit a bit of a, a roadblock so far this season, and Adrian Formato has actually jumped off the Lakers bandwagon, has given us some some other news, and that's surprising. Um, but he, he has uh, posted on our Facebook wall. It staggers me how Minnesota, and at this stage, they were 5-11, and 11, and they have their very own big three in Towns, Wiggins, and Levine. He sh- they should be a handful for the Jazz today. Um, Nick? I ask you this. What's the solution for the Timberwolves? When are they going to turn from pretender back to contender? They need to work... Oh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what is happening to this Minnesota team. They are capitulating in the last two quarters. So, you know, young legs, young blood could have something to do with it. Maybe another year. But you're thinking at that point, um, Wiggins is four years deep at that point. Levine three and Cat three no this Levine, is Levine young, longer. this is uh, horrible young yeah that is still that's it's still young but you'd think they'd be better than what are they at the moment five and eleven five and fourteen at this point like that is not good they're they're not even progressing they're they're stagnating at the moment which is quite um quite surprising under Thibodeau as well 
Uh, I thought they would be doing much better. But um, they need to, if, if we look at um, pure stats here, I think they need to improve their defense. Uh, especially when yep. it comes to that, they're, they're letting a lot of teams go thirty plus points in those third quarters. Um, yeah, so just solidify as, as simple as it is, solidify solidify defense, work work on that throughout the season, and I and think it's think, actually a really you good. Think that a to- oh, go on. You go. You think that Tom Thibodeau would like one of the best defensive coaches of all time would get that out of them? Well, and that's right. Yeah, that's why I thought I'm... they'd be quite. Um, quite the contender this year because, you know, defense gets you very far. Yeah, and, and one person that I think really needs to step up um, is my failed pick. He's not going to win it. Um, rookie of the year can pick was um, Chris Dunn, and yeah. he's now a third-string uh, point guard there. Tyus Jones is playing better minutes than him now that Ricky Rubio is somewhat healthy. Um, yeah, Ricky Rubio is one of the best defensive point guards in the league, but... I don't know. They're, they're just very young right now. And I think Tibbs will eventually mould that team. He's got all the talent and all the pieces there, but he's just got to make them all work together. Maybe Stelios has suggested here's um, maybe a few free agents, maybe some experience because um, that's a, just they're very young and inexperienced. Yeah, the experience that. there will, sh- will definitely shore them up in the... In those last in those last quarters, which they definitely need, they're just falling apart at the end of the games, which is uh, absolutely you know, it's 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 hard on them at the moment. It, it might be a good thing, you know, this this learning curve of you know playing good for forty eight minutes uh, and not just twenty four. Um, yeah, it's it, it's going to hurt these guys. They're going to feel it, and they may they may come back next year, you know, fighting for uh, as a as a con- legitimate fighting force and Tibbs having another another year under his belt as coach so yeah. you know obviously the pro- processes take time so you know this, this could be this could be well in the works with a new coach as Joel, Joel Embiid said trust the process trust the process that's exactly right beautiful stuff all right um moving on just for a bit of um bit of our own discussion points here um the East at the moment is a bit of a tight race if you look outside of those uh, those top four. Um, so I ask you, mate, who's going to take, who's going to win this coveted fourth seed in the, uh, well, in the East for, with a possible um, home playoff series? Well, Nick, it is a logjam, that's for sure. Um, and it's, it's hard to say. Um, I mean, at the time of speaking, I'm not sure if you've got um, the stats are funny right now, but Bulls, Celtics, Hornets, Knicks, Pacers, Pistons, Bucks are all in with the chance in my eyes. My pick as a sneaky pick, apart from I probably think the Celtics will probably take it out, but the Pistons, um, Richard Jackson's coming back soon and they're playing some decent basketball already without him. KCP, Andre, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, um, MKG. All these guys are playing some decent basketball, and I think Reggie Jackson makes them an infinitely better team. So, you know what? I'm going to go for a smoky with the Detroit Pistons to take out that four seed. Because so you, th- you think, think that Bulls... top three is pretty solid? Cavs, Raptors, Bulls, top three? You mean Cavs, Raptors, Hawks? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Hawks. Yeah. But the Hawks, um, yeah, the Hawks have that, fallen off at, that's at, solidified. At, at late. I think it's fifth, fifth straight loss, I think. And they're currently they're yeah. currently sitting ninth at five hundred, so they're going to have to claw their way back up. That, but they are a, a legitimate 
team, but they've they've had some terrible, terrible form lately. After yeah, it's, it's, it's been after Thanksgiving, yeah, they, they, too many teams have had too much turkey over over Thanksgiving. Even the Cavaliers have dropped off, mate. Yeah, Thanksgiving have, but, has been brutal but, on many but, teams. But there's nothing. There's nothing to worry about with the Cavs at all because you know LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love. I don't think you've got much to worry about in the East uh, anyway. Like it's not like they have anyone knocking on the door to be the best team in the East, like we've said before, Nick. Um, but my, who who do you think will take out that fourth spot? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, I think the Bulls may take out that um, fourth spot because I think Boston, towards the end, will will just nudge above them. Uh, so it'll be a Cleveland, Toronto, Boston, Bulls top four. So I think Bulls will uh, take that top four. They've, they've legitimately impressed me this season. Their shooting has improved so so much, and I thought it would be I thought it would be a bit congested in their guard situation with Wade, Rondo, and Butler. But they seem to be working together quite well. I mean, Rondo's putting... I think Rondo put up a triple-double yesterday or the day before. Um, yeah, but Rondo, Rondo is a notoriously uh, toxic influence. I don't think it's going to last. Currently 11-7. and seven, I think so. definitely... Yeah, but that's, it's one play. You've also got the likes of Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade. I mean, those, those two at the backcourt is... Well, actually... Uh, Butler's moved to more of a forward, but uh, those those two and Butler's putting up some points and and you know the res- the resurgence of the the three point shot from Dwayne Wade, which has come out of nowhere, and they they're just shooting yeah, they're shooting it, really it, really well. It hasn't really been a resurgence for it. Oh, now. Well, not like a resurgence. resurgence sorry, that's probably a, a a bad word, but it's 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 come out of nowhere. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely a top. They're definitely one of those top four contenders, but I think the Celtics. Pistons and the Bulls are those three sort of next teams. And I mean, you know, who knows? The Porzingis could just take over and destroy everyone. But um, speaking of the Porzingis, we had an amazing matchup between Carl Anthony Towns and Porzingis earlier in the week with the Timberwolves taking on the Knicks. In light of their massive performances this week against each other, I'll put it on for you, Nick. We're going to be talking a little bit about this in DBS, but who do you think is going to have the better career out of the Pussycat and out of the God Unicorn? Well, um, what I love about both these players is that they have they have brought about the new era of the big man. Um, Definitely. And it's it's beautiful to watch. I mean, Porzingis in his first year, the athleticism of this of this young guy, both of them really, was incredible. I mean, you see a seven-foot guy putting it to the floor and, you know, doing doing things you see point guards doing it's 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 brilliant to watch so they've both got that in their arsenal um i think carl anthony towns is is it's more fierce he's a better defender as well i love carl anthony towns like he's he's he is my guy like and uh, nba coaches agree with me i mean most of them at the start of the season said that they would be like carl anthony towns would be the man that he they start their franchise with and i couldn't yeah. agree more Porzingis is a better shooter um, but I think Carl Anthony Towns is a better, better, better team player, I guess. Better for the team. It's, it's, yeah. 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 What do you reckon? I agree, Nick. Yeah, I agree. I think we're just very lucky. And like you were saying, I think we're very blessed to have such great talent in the NBA right now, both young and old. It's just, it's a wonderful league, isn't it? 
Oh, it's it's best 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 one of the best sporting leagues in the world across every league. It's just extremely exciting, and the talent there is extraordinary. Absolutely. But who's your who's your pick in there, mate? Who's who's going to have the better career? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm taking the cat. Like I said, yeah, cattle definitely. Cats are all already going to be a hall of famer. Porzingis could be one of the best European players ever with Dirk Nowitzki. Um, I think Dirk still has him because I don't think Porzingis is going to win many rings. Um, Dirk Nowitzki's got an MVP as well. Um, and I think, but I just like this, this sort of new rivalry that hopefully will happen over a long period of time. It's almost reminiscent of like, you know, the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird days where we had, you know, player rivalries. And I hope it's a thing. I hope that the Knicks and the Timberwolves are, are top two teams in the East and West and we see lots of finals between them in years to come. Yeah, definitely, mate. All right. Um, we'll touch on we'll we'll uh, we got some time. We'll, we'll touch on this. Um, a Rod has been hitting us up um, uh, through Messenger again through uh, with Jack, and asked a very very hard hitting question, mate. I want you to want you to take the reins on this one. Would OKC have still traded Ibaka if they knew Durant would leave, or would they have, or would you think we traded him? thinking Durant would stay because that, that, that the, the Abaka trade happened before Durant left. And then when Durant left, it seemed that the whole organization was, you know, taken aback by it. So what do you think? Um, if Durant, if Durant had left first, would Abaka have been traded? Uh, yes. Cause Serge Abaka wanted to leave. Um, and I think, that Sam Presti, I think, is the the GM there at Oklahoma City, is a very, very smart, very smart GM. He knows how to, like, what what they got for him. They got Victor Oladipo. Um, they got Sabonis as they well. Got Sergis, sure. and, and, and Sabonis. And they got Serge Barker on an aspiring contract as well. So, like, the value that they got from him was quite extraordinary. Yes, Serge Barker is still a very, very talented power forward. But um, I think... He definitely, I think Serge Ibaka was, was out the door no matter what. Um, I think his role in the in the finals against um, Golden State cannot be understated. Um, but that role as the third man suits him much better than, and I think he wants that bigger role. Um, I don't think he's worthy of a, you know, he's not a, a franchise player. He's your, your second string, your third string, and he can provide a lot of really Good different things, a decent jump shot, an amazing defender. Um, but I think he was out the door, in my opinion. I just, and I think you know there were rumblings anyway. KD was, oh, I, th- I always, I thought he was going to stay. I was really surprised that he went, let alone went to the Golden State. But I don't think that really made a difference with the whole Barker thing. I think Barker was gone. Um, you could sort of see he, he's been frustrated since you know the whole KD. Westbrook thing, like everyone seems to just be frustrated with those two because you know they hog so much of the ball, they um, create so much of the offense, and Obaka thinks he's much more of a than what he's being utilized for there at OKC. So I think he was always out the door. Um, I was surprised to see him end up at Orlando Magic with Bismack Biombo and mm. Nikola Vucic, but you know, each to their own, and I think OKC were the winners. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, out of it and... If we if we look at all of Depot's numbers um, so far, he's having a career year in both um, 
points and shooting. Like he's shooting better than he was ever at um, Orlando in his four year short four year career, I guess. Um, yeah, just with the service that he's been getting from um, from Westbrook has been phenomenal. I mean, he's he's shooting forty forty one percent from three. 50% from two-point range, so a 46% field goal all up, averaging 17.3 points a game. Those are some good numbers, you know, and it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to get points when you've, got, um, when you've got Russell Westbrook on your team, but he's still managing and, you know, Russell Westbrook feeding him and shooting very, very well from three. So, yeah, Westbrook still needs to get his assists, so uh, it's good that Oladipo's been there. And they've, they've strengthened that shooting guard position, which they needed. They haven't really had Definitely. a decent shooting guard since James Harden. So, um, yeah, good on them. Um, so what have we got for Game of the Week, Nicky Boy? Yeah, we've uh, moved on a bit out of the discussion points now, so we're moving on to Game of the Week. And Game of the Week was, there was, again, a plethora of uh, games that were just amazing this week. Um, but I think because Jack chose it, something a bit closer to his heart, uh, and and it legitimate, it is legitimate. Yes, uh, the Clippers at the Nets was an explosive game going to double OT. Was it double OT? Double OT, and the infamous uh, explosion of Doc Rivers, um, Magri hitting us up, being a notorious Clippers fan on our Facebook. Clippers lose to the Nets, then smashing the Cavs. Gotta love the NBA, and Damn it can right. be as fickle as that. You know, you lose to the Nets one week and then you smack the best team in the East the next. So <laughs> that's it. And that that was, well, I watched literally... that Cavs game and it was utter domination. But the Clippers-Nets game was surely one to even replay. Like you you rewatch that and it's just nail-biting to the end. Yeah, it's it was massive. And it's it's funny because the Nets, are, are, are I'm realistic here, we're probably one of the worst teams in the East. And we beat one of the best teams in the West. Yet the next night they beat the best team in the East, if not one of the best teams. Like, you know. Therefore, ever. by <laughs> order of the universe and symmetry and other mathematical things, <laughs> you win the championship. Because you beat the Clippers uh, and Clippers. Wait, wait, wait. Clippers. Wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clippers beat Cavs uh, and you beat Clippers. Therefore, you can beat Cavs. All right. Well, then we're going to beat the Golden State Warriors. Exactly. In a blowing three-one for- fashion. <laughs> stay woke. Hashtag stay woke. Nets for the championship. I'm all on. I'm all on board, mate. Good lad. <laughs> all right. With that, we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to JBT podcast. Be sure to head on Facebook and give us a like. Welcome back to JBT podcast. Starting off here with uh, Nick slash oh, it's more J Pod's picks this week. He did all of the work, really. Uh, so yeah, I thank you, Jack. Sick, you bastard! So, I've done, like, yeah. this entire Google Doc. <laughs> yeah, it's been a rough four weeks for me <laughs> lately. Uh, so we'll go. We'll go with J Pod's picks um, this week. And for those who are new to the yeah. podcast, um, this is where we pick a fantasy basketball team for the week just gone. And we throw in some honourable mentions in there as well because the week is long and there are a lot of games and it's hard to just pick one player per position. So we'll kick us off with some honourable mentions and we've got a lot this week because, you know, we tried to, we mentioned this last week, we tried to be more specific, but 
damn, there were some good performances last week. <laughs> some amazing performances. Um, like, I, I listen to you, Nick, and I listen to the people, but you've just got to put in some honourable mentions that are worth honouring, and all, right. all of these are worth honouring. And we're just going to smack them out at the start so that we can focus on the uh, on J-Pod's picks a bit later. All right, so we've got Westbrook notching his seventh triple-double, 17 points, 13 rebounds, 15 assists over the Pistons. The next day, notching his eighth triple-double in their win over the Knicks, uh, 27 points, 18 rebounds, 14 assists. And then, wait, well, two days later, his ninth triple-double in their win over the Wizards. Um, but he did have a bad shooting percentage in that. But he still got the triple-double um, for his ninth of the season. Three triple-doubles in a week. Um, I bow down to you, sir. And how this is just an honourable mention is beyond me, um, but we'll move on. Uh, Anthony Davis um, hitting 41 points and 16 rebounds against in their win over the Lakers. Very impressive stuff from the brow. Um, Derek Rose in their loss to OKC, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Good on you, Rose. Getting back up to those uh, massive point ranges, and I thought the Porzingis would be uh, taking the reins a bit, but uh, Rose showing his stuff there in... Um, at OKC. Uh, LeBron with yet another triple-double against the 76ers. 26 points, 10 rebounds, 13 assists, and chucking a steal there as well. Joel Embiid in their loss to the Cavs. Same game. Uh, 22 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks in only 25 minutes running that minutes restriction. I've got to look up these stats. Surely he has got one of the best points per minute. Um, He's not... Points His three-point percentage is also 50% from the field, Nick. Like, like he is a beast. Yeah, he's <laughs> insane. It's just, it would, it would, I would be scared to see what he would be doing if he was playing, you know, as a, as a rookie would play, 38, 40 minutes a night. It would yeah. just be scary. Anyway, continuing on, Kevin Durant, 28 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 6 blocks in their win over the Wolves. Is that an MVP performance, mate? I reckon he's definitely up there for the MVP. That's, Five more assists I mean, and four more blocks, and that is a quintuple-double, which I have never seen before in my life. But that would be... Um, I'm waiting for the day someone gets a quintuple-double. But, like, blocks are just so hard to get these days. They could get 10 steals, but, you know, whatever. Uh, moving on, Eric Bledsoe, 35 points, six rebounds, six assists, two steals, two blocks. Filling up his stat sheet there. Four from eight from three in their loss against the Nuggets. So shooting a nice 50%. From three-point land there did Eric Bledsoe, so it's good for the Suns there. Uh, Kyrie Irving with a season-high 39 points over their, uh, in their win over the 76ers, and he's proving me wrong, mate. I said at the start of the year um, that he was um, just, uh, just a highlights guy, but he is putting up amazing percentages, putting up amazing points, So, and I'm glad I invited it. I invited him to, to, to prove me wrong, and he has done so in a very emphatic fashion. Do you want to continue? You're always wrong anyway, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. Um, Boogie Cousins, he had a nice double-double in uh, their win over my boys, the Nets, uh, 37 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, your boy, Real Deal Beal, in their win over the Kings, 31 points. Real Deal Beal. He was 7 of 13 uh, on threes. Um, Sean Kilpatrick, or Sean Kill Clippers, uh, in their win over the Clips. Uh, he had a career-high 38 points and a nicely large, huge 14 rebounds. Um, 
He won us that game. He was amazing. Um, Gordon Haywood in their win over the nice win over the Rockets, 31 points, 8 of 16 from the field, very efficient. The Jazz have been looking very good lately. Mm-hmm. They've been up and down, but hopefully they stay healthy, and I think they're definitely going to be a contender. Uh, Kyle Larry of the Raptors, 29 points, 8 assists, in a very nice win over the Grizzlies. Um, Damian Lillard, video game Dame, 28 points, 10 assists, nice little double-double there for... For Mr. Dame Dollar in their win over the Pacers. Uh, Carlton Towns in that loss to the Knicks, 47 points and 18 rebounds. Beasting. Insane. Beasting, beasting, beasting. And uh, Hassan Whiteside in their win over the Nuggets, 25 points, 16 rebounds, four blocks, filling up his statute as he does. Um, and Julius Randle, another big having a nice game against their win over the Bulls. 13 points and a career high 20 rebounds. I have to mention, whenever someone gets near that 20 rebound mark, Mickey boy, just it astounds me. Uh, like, you can a, get those boards. I it is it. a big number. It, it's a large number. It's one more than nineteen for those out there playing along. <laughs> Two <laughs> more than Drummond. eighteen. Help the. Pe- <laughs> we help <laughs> the people. Count. Help help the peasants with their <laughs> literacy and numeracy and all that. Yes, we do. Uh, Andre Drummond helped the Pistons reach five hundred with his twenty points and seventeen rebounds in their win over the Celtics. Oh, God. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. There was a week. lot Nick, there. A lot of big there. ones. Carl Anthony Towns with 47 points. The Brow with 41. Those are some crazy, crazy numbers. Beal shooting 31. A very, very, very high shooting uh, three percentage as well. So very impressed with my boy there. Um, but we'll move on now with J-Pod's picks. And at the point guard position, we've got... I'll stop. Um, James, I've actually got a drum kit behind me. I can, I, I could literally just turn around and do it, but I'm not going to. Um, James Harden with a massive triple double uh, in their win against the Warriors, which is huge. I think it was more the um, the moment rather than the actual stats that got him this uh, point, uh, got him this coveted spot here. It did go to double OT, but it was very a very impressive triple double against the Warriors there. Um, taking out the shooting guard position, we've got Jeremy Lamb with a nice double-double, 18.17 rebounds in their win on the Nets, changing it up a bit. You know, I can't have the same shooting guards in the, uh, in the J-Pods picks every week. So Jeremy Lamb, very, very nicely done there. Do you want to take the forwards and centers, mate? Yeah, we'll do, mate. Uh, the Alphabet City, I'm not going to even attempt his name because it's a bit late over here. I'll probably stuff it up. Giannis. In their huge win over the Cavs, um, playing on LeBron for that matter, 34 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals. Nick, you want to see that quintuple double? Like, I think this guy's probably going to be this guy the, the coming closest years thing could that could be, could be close to it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and at the powerful position, we have uh, Fan Bam. You'll love this, this one, mate. Uh, the Porzing God and their win over the Wolves. 39 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks. Uh, we bow down to you and praise you, the Porzing God. And at the centre position, a man we haven't spoken a lot about, but he has been an integral force and is my one of my best defensive centres in the league and an idol of mine playing as a centre position. Uh, Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz. And their win over the Wolves. A nice 16-point, 17-rebound performance, and his defensive uh, performance can never be underestimated. He is the best defend, one of the best defenders in the league with Draymond Green and Kawhi Leonard. He is a and that is very integral part. This week. He's a very integral part to that Jazz team. And yeah, that was J Pod's picks. Good stuff there, Jackie. Some nice picks there. 
uh, and Thanks, some, a lot of honourable mentions. So uh, all round great stuff from the uh, NBA this week. Moving on to start of the week, and this is a bit of an interesting one here. And I, my jaw dropped when I saw this one because it just proves that, you know, Westbrook is beasting, beastbrook. Um, and when this stat was taken, it's a bit outdated, but I'll update it now. Westbrook has nine triple doubles now for the season. When this, when this stat was taken, he had eight. So he has nine triple doubles now for the season. The New York Knicks have had seven triple doubles for their franchise for the past 25 years. He has beaten 25 years worth of Knicks triple doubles in 19 games. So uh, good stuff there, Knicks. Hashtag super team. Um, Yeah, it's it's quite, it was quite an alarming stat when I saw it the first time, but yeah, that was stat of the week. If you've got uh, any stats you want to share with us, you can hit us up at hashtag JBTPod on Facebook, you know, where to reach us. But we're moving on now to a bit of uh, bit of off topic. And Jack, what is your random topic of the week? Hashtag JRT. Nicky, but what, what are we speaking about? Are we going to speak about our, our favourite songs of the year or are we going to speak about some pumped up jams? Could we do both? No, we'll save. No, let's do the top. Let's do our favourite songs of this year. I reckon oh. we do some pump up jams for another time because, you know, the, the year is almost over. I'm actually uh, going to be writing up my own top albums and top songs of the year on a little bit of a, a blog piece for myself. Uh, let's save it to my computer tomorrow. So I thought, you know, just to get some practice in, I'll have a bit of a chat with you. What's What's been on your iPod shuffle? iPod shuffle? What What am I talking about? It's not 2011. Um, what have you been bumping this year, Nicky boy? Well, the Kings, Kings of Leon album came out this year, and I am a, uh, well, we all are, well, me and you and Chaz and a lot of people I know are very big Kings fans. So I have been um, smacking that album quite a bit. Um, Favorite song off it? Oh, it's still it's still fresh because like I know I know obviously I I listen to the songs but I don't know the song names so like I know every song yeah. on the album but I don't know the actual um titles of the things but I'll get that up but w- what about you mate? Yeah, I love Wolves. My three albums of the year so far: Wolves by Kings and Waste the Moments. My favorite track off that. Yeah, Waste, Waste the Moment. That, that first single a, was great. That first single, Wolves, as well as a, is an amazingly beautiful mm, song. Yep. Um, but yeah, King uh, Kings of Land. The th- another K that I loved that came out this year and hashtag pray for Kanye. Um, Kanye's Life of Pablo album was phenomenal genre defining and genre breaking he is king yeezy all praise praise lord yeezus he is just he is a megalomaniac yes but he is he deserves to be when you have that much talent um i love the man so much ah good stuff getting back to the um my favorite songs over can't go past over on that album that is easily my favorite song just that thumping that that's thumping oh, bass and thumping don't guitar. Say it's over. Yes, that one. Don't you're ruining. You're butchering the song for the peasants, mate. <laughs> if you if you like your your rock, give the uh, new Kings of Leon um, album a listen because it's very much loved in at the JBT studio here, which is just a shed. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very very much loved. Very much loved here. 
What else have you got for us, what Jack? You, been... lo- you liked the uh, Dame uh, Dollar got... album? The Dame Dollar album was up there. It's not one of my favourite albums this year, but this might be one that you enjoy in terms of rock albums. Have you heard of uh, Catfish and the Bottlemen and the Band of Skulls? Yes. Yeah, Did Catfish's you, album come out this year? That... Catfish's one came out this year. Oh, well, there you go. That's a, I, was, I was struggling to think of songs that came out this, this year, but yeah, that, that album's great. Love that album. Yep. Yeah, that, that's... I was when, when we were talking about this, it's like, you, all you know is the Kings of Land album. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you like Catfish and the Model Man. But yeah, their album's great. What's your favourite song of that album? It's, quite, right, uh, it's probably Seven. I just love the, the that, that little breakdown of in the um in the chorus how it's not it's not a build up chorus it's a it falls down and then there's there's little bits at the end where the where the vocals overlap it's a very it's a very very nice song I, I, I very yeah I, I love one of the it. best rock albums of the year for me yeah definitely I mean I had the chance to go see them in um, Melbourne but I I I, I didn't. Because the tickets were a bit expensive. Because uh, we got onto the me and Chaz discovered that they were playing in uh, in the city a bit late, and so the tickets were like 150 bucks or something. It was just like uh, money, yeah. money, music. Money. <laughs> it, it, it was hard. Yeah, but yeah, anything from that album is, is is brilliant as well. So again, if you like your rock, Catfish and the Bottleman is definitely a band you should check out. Nick, Nick's a Nick's definitely a rock man. I'm a, yes. I love my rock as well, but I'm a I'm a hip hop head. Um, so for those that are that love their hip hop hippo, as uh, as Nicholas is referred to, um, get around Travis Scott's album, one of my top rap albums of the year. Cannot beat Chance the Rapper's album. That's my album of the year. Coloring book. Get around that. Chance the Rapper. He is. Chano, he's my one of my idols. Um, also, Charles Gambino's album came out. It's not very rap, but it's still very good. Um, what else have we got? Um, Weekend came out with an album uh, a few days ago, which was really good. Um, you, you're a fan of The Weekend, Nicky Boy? You know, a bit of Star Boy? Yeah, they're not bad. I can't say I am an avid listener, but uh, I've heard a little bit of their stuff and. Yeah, it, it's not them, Nick. It's one person. It, well, them, one person. God damn. <laughs> whatever I so whatever bright, I hear, well, the weekend. I mean, come on, sounds like a band. Give me a give me a break. It's not, it's not though, Nick. Well, but in terms of this thing, there's some good, good pop albums as well. Like Sia's album is amazing. Yes, yes. Um, I'm a big. I'm a, actually quite a, a very I very much like Sia. It's one of the few yeah. popular singers that i actually really like her the husk in her voice and it's it's just really raw i love it she is she is an um she's the best vocalist like with adele she's an amazing yeah, vocalist I, I'd say like so, it's definitely. phenomenal yeah but yeah it was good but, uh, also, go on go on it's been an amazing year are you a blink 182 fan nicholas uh so and so maybe in my uh more formidable years um but i still like a you know a good old, um, good old, you know, miss you and always and all those classic tracks. I do like them a little bit, but I, then I'm you, not an. Their new album was um, was quite good. Was a very good one of my other rock albums of the year. Also, a bit of a for some bit of Aussie flavour. Flume, you can't get past the Flume with his bangers. Flume drops bangers like there's they're going out of fashion. I think we need some mash to go with all the bangers that Flume has dropped this year. God, <laughs> terrible. Um, 
I'm a I'm an amazing person and I have amazing music taste. But in terms of for those that aren't for those that are also hip hop heads, I mean everyone will agree with me with this that Panda has been the song that has defined a generation. Panda, 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 panda. panda. I got broads in Atlanta. Panda, 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 panda. And the video clip is amazing. Like, it's just him going crazy. And Timmy Turner is also a very good song. But, oh, Nick, I could do a whole music podcast. So you better shut me up here. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say, running a bit overtime. So that was uh, the off-topic pick. Very nice there from from Jack. If you've got any off-topic... off-topic segments you want us to talk about, just, you know, general bants and whatnot, hit us up, hashtag JRT, hashtag JBT pod, all those sorts of things. So we're going to go to a break now, and on the other side, we've got our social media segment and DBS. You're listening to JBT Podcast. Be sure to give us a rating on iTunes. Welcome back to JBT Podcast. We've got our social media section here for, um, and if you want to hit us up on our um, social media section, Hashtag JBT Pod at JBT Podcast on Twitter. Or you can hit us up on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash JBT Podcast. Or you can hit us up on email, JBT Podcast at gmail.com. So, as always, we want to get to our. Um, We're on Instagram, mate. We're on Instagram. We mate. are on Instagram. What, what's the Instagram? Um, what's the Instagram? JG- it's JBT Pod. JBT, JBT Pod. Pod, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful. Get around so it. You can hit us up at on Instagram as well at JBT Pod. We've got a new outlet there. So, uh, Good stuff there, Jackie, uh, facilitating that. And as always, we like to read out our ratings and reviews on iTunes from you beautiful people who have taken the time to um, to help fulfill our goals. And it is we cannot thank you enough for this because it helps other people find it, become more popular, and then, yeah, who knows what can flourish. Uh, but we've had... Damn straight. We've had Kizman OP uh, give us a five-star rating with a comment, Swish. Uh, almost as good as Larry Bird slash Bill Murray combo. The difference is I can jump. Well, Jack can jump. I can't jump. Actually, you know what? I'm the Bill Murray here because you can't jump. Go on. So I'm Larry Bird and you're Bill Murray? I, I think so because I'm obviously funnier like than that. you. But you're well, you probably a like, better basketballer yeah, well, than Do you me. have like a horrible golf swing and like a horrible umbrella hat? Yes. Do you not? Good. I, I wish I did. Uh, I can't even read that. Uh, Chris Shembury, um hitting us up, uh, or uh, writing reviews on our uh, on our page. Very appreciative there. Slam dunk gold, five stars. If basketball is your life, then this podcast is for you. Thank you, Chris Shembury, and that is so true because we believe in hashtag Baller's Life here at JBT. Absolutely. It's a. It's not just a, a way of life, Nick. It's not just like you know a hashtag. It is a way of life. Damn it's a right. religion. Nick Manoshali has also hit us up. Just a couple of Aussie lads talking some quality basketball news as well as quality banter. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Manoshali. Cheers, pencil. Love your work. Uh, What's up, pencil? Here at uh, JBT and Vindog, the last one. Hashtag loving the hashtags. Given five stars. <laughs> And he is commented, hashtag great podcast, hashtag top shelf comedy, hashtag amazing hashtag game, hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> Love your work, Vindog. Some quality hashtags oh, coming in there. Uh, but thank you so many, much to the guys who... Get... Sorry, go on, mate. 
we should get Vindog on as a social media manager for our hashtags. Like, we should get him a job as he a hashtag manage manager. manage our hashtags, that's right. But uh, thank you so much, guys, for um, rating and reviewing the show. We always appreciate it. You rate and review the show, you'll get a shout-out here on JBT. And I know it's your lifelong dream to have a shout-out from me and Jack. Uh, so, yeah, rate and review, and we'll uh, give you guys a shout-out. But moving on, Jack, want to take us through the social media superstar? Hashtag SMS. Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, oh, well, the well, controversial... Well, well. Do you want to get to some posts first, or do you want to go straight into the... Yeah. No, I'll get to the post, but it, oh. I'm just starting us off with the post. So the SMS of the week, we got a few less people this week, uh, which disappoints me, but, you know, up and down weeks, but we've still had some quality posts and quality social media feedback from our lovely listeners. Andrew Busing using his literally retweeting, like screenshotting the picture from his Twitter and putting it on our page. So you have now revealed your identity, Mr. Music, as fleeting. So I don't know which one you are, which one you want this to be accredited to, but what are you thinking? Well, apparently this has come in light of us missing a post that he did um, because we tend to check Facebook a little bit more than Twitter. So I think he's jumped on the um, Facebook to try and solidify his spot as social media superstar. But it was in light of our DBS with um, Bill Murray, myself, and the Red Monster. And uh, it was more the fact, it was the, the post was Nick comparing himself to our Lord, Bill Murray. And it was the Simpsons quote, are you comparing our, yourself to our Lord in bowling ability? <laughs> hashtag it was hashtag a good, it was a good post check out our Facebook as visit, at Visitors Post and you can uh, check out the meme that he's made there so good stuff there A-Rod we have counted it to this week's social media superstar so you could be in with a chance there and Andrew Busing has also hit us up with another Simpsons quote we love these NBA related Simpsons quotes coming in um, it was more the JBT related Simpsons quotes how the uh, how the social media superstar is decided. Uh, it's just a goddamn popularity contest with you kids. <laughs> it is well, so true. Let's let's review the history of SMS. We've had the person who is dating Jack Manuel and the person who is Jack Manuel's best friend. So hashtag rigged. Well, uh, well discovered there, Andrew Busink. I think you've uh, ruffled some feathers. With some yeah. very, well, very nice well, Simpsons posts. Speaking of the SMS, last week's SMS, Luke Magley got uh, his weekly post of the running commentary on this week's pod. So uh, let's go through some of these comments. Uh, gonorrhea, come on, Nick. I'm disappointed I had to Google that word to work out how to spell it. Mate, so did I. Don't <laughs> worry about it. When I was nicknaming um, my Pokemon, just... I took very, very specific detail that I spelt it right. So... My Google search history now has gonorrhea in it, so if anyone <laughs> goes to look at it, they've got to be quite concerned. Uh, and he's also disappointed that he's not a part of the discussion on the rant. Uh, don't worry, Maggers, you'll be get, you'll get in it when I get home. Hashtag week. Hashtag don't worry. I'll be home soon enough, mate, and you'll be jumping on the pod. Um, also, he's commented about your rapping skills from episode six, which were disgusting to say the least. Uh, Nick, if you ever rap again, I'm going to permanently off. Hashtag Team Nick. But I'm a baller, and I have mad rap skills and spit. Yo. I'll stop. Oh, I'm sorry. Nick, your, your blindness hurts me. 
Like it actually hurts. It's me. intentional whiteness. And... I can I can be cool if I want to, but I like being the 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 the, the shit guy. I embrace <laughs> I embrace my shitness because it's it's just who I am. You're just shit. Indeed. <laughs> well, and Mags has also posted a hashtag dr has the edge over hashtag Jack dr, and I didn't even know what dr was. Come on, so I mate. Go, what was I did the hashtag during the, we, we've got so many hashtags running. We run it. We we forget them sometimes. <laughs> the drum it's roll. The drum Nick roll dr for is for Nick drum roll. My, okay, let's do our drum rolls right now. Let's do our best drum rolls and let's see who has the better hashtag DR. I'm going to go first. All right. Hashtag Jack DR. All right, go. and now hashtag Nick DR. I think okay, uh, mine was a bit better, mate. <laughs> that's not fair, you asshole. <laughs> Just because I can make nice things with my mouth. Being words, <laughs> don't do that with your mouth. You have zero proof of that, and so do the um, people of JBT. Hashtag Nick Dr has improved tenfold. That's a long hashtag. <laughs> but uh, moving on, Jack is a well-deserved winner of Dog and the Boys Crown as of last week. Uh, very well deserved, mate. Um, bit weak there, giving the SMS to the misses, but we'll let bygones be bygones. And Adrian definitely does not listen to the pod. Hashtag poser. Adrian, if you're listening to this pod again, <laughs> give Luke Magri some shit because he is he is spitting fire in your direction. And you already gave you already gave it to uh, A Rod. Give it back to Maggers. Get around it. Um, and I am not dogging the boys this week. You'll find out. But I think we both won last week. We just have a crown for the hashtag dogging the missus weekly. <laughs> we caught out. Uh, yeah, uh, both of us. Did you get any? Did you get any shit from Chelsea? Nah, she laughed. She embraced it. She didn't know what a cubone was. No, actually, she did because she played Pokemon Go. But uh, yeah, she she embraced it. She she was all right. I'm uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm generally okay. How about you? So was I. Oh, that's all right. We have lovely girlfriends, yes, don't we? Yes, we do. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. All right. Jack, I mean, Matt, Maggers, um, hitting us up. Social media superstar. Uh, would like to say this is very well deserved. I am now the king of the peasants. You are, mate. And I do not take the honor lightly. Andrew Busick, stop crying and lift your game so that one day you could deserve this title. Spitting fire, Magri, will... Um, you know, you've got, as king of the peasants, you can't cause unrest within the, the peasant community. You need to embrace your fellow peasants. A-Rod, A-Rod needs a lot of ointment this week. Yeah, like, he's he, been he, burned, burned so yeah. badly. Need, needs that hashtag burn heal. Hashtag <laughs> burn heal. Hashtag Pokemon. Hashtag next Pokemon. I don't know. We need to stop inventing hashtags. I get confused. It's, it's, it's going to be the downfall um, of this podcast. Um, Stalios has set us up on Facebook as well. What happened to the Clippers? Pretenders again? They've had a bit of a slump since uh, since uh, Thanksgiving. So you know, I don't I don't think they're pretenders again. That's a bit it's a bit harsh. But dropping to that third seed, they still got one of the best defenses in the league. I think they'll be quite all right there. Stalios, Adrian Formato like hitting us a- up on like But I like A-Rod's quote in in response to that. I'd be panicking if my basketball team had a baseball for a logo. <laughs> and if you <laughs> look carefully at the Clippers logo, my God, it actually does look like a baseball. It's quite... 
yeah. Good call there, A-Rod. Yeah, definitely. Adrian Fumato hitting us up on Facebook. James Irving, which looks like it's one word. Proper, <laughs> proper um, grammar there, Adrian. Come on, mate. You did 13 years of uh, schooling, and this is how you've uh, this is how you show your stuff. Poor form. James Irving and Love, all should be capitalised, mind you. You've, you forgot to capitalise Love. Come on, mate. Uh, have combined for 256 points in their last three games. Golden State, Big Three, who? And that is a fair point. I mean, obviously, Golden State doesn't love that Big Three, the best offensive team in the land at the moment. Um, but yeah, but James then, Irving and then Love. responded, and he saw that like that quote was deliberately taken from somewhere else. So Adrian oh, of course, he didn't come up with that original. stat himself. But you can't expect him to do that. He doesn't watch the games. He doesn't even listen to the podcast. Ooh, Ooh. Adrian, mate, you know where to, you know where to find me. He knows where you live, doesn't he? He does. I'm quite scared now. <laughs> hey, well, you're bigger than Adrian. Yeah, I'll take you. Whatever. Um, Kieran William also hitting us up on um, uh, Facebook. I'll just leave this one here. And it's a picture of me next to a goddamn hypno. And (laughs) the noses are identical. And I lost my shit when I saw this one. I remember sending that Snapchat out. And the sneaky bastard has saved it. Screenshotted it. And put it next to a goddamn hypno. Oh, man. Me and Jack both lost it at that post. Well played, Kieran. You absolute bad man. (laughs) There are some Um, colourful words I'd like to use, but I won't use them. If you want to check it out, go go to our page, because it's actually quite uncanny. You look at the nose. I've got a hypno nose. A hip nose. (laughs) Hashtag Nick's a hypno. Um, hashtag the real hypno <laughs> rather oh than the real God. NJ. It's quite scary. Um, but uh, but we'll, we'll go through the rankings, Jack. Go for SMS. it. Oh, we'll do, mate. Um, honorable mention to Stelios. He was he, he he gives us some great interaction during the week, Stelios, and we we really appreciate it, mate. We thoroughly thoroughly appreciate it. But our top four for this week, uh, the previous SMS of the week, Maggers, he posted some decent stuff, but it was a bit uh. Bit arrogant with his uh, his peasant comment. I didn't like that. You know, you got to be a man of the people, or a man of the peasants, as you like to say. Um, and then we had at number three. See, I didn't know what to do with three and two here because I don't know. Am I considering Andrew Buzink and Fleeting Fifty Four as one entity? I think you, I think you should. I think you should from now on. He's revealed himself. Okay. I can't. I can't play coy anymore. So, uh, we've, we it's a top three this this week. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah. He's 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 second and yeah. There we go. He's second and third. But literally for that perfect, perfect post of you as a hypno, Kieran William, you are our SMS of the week this week, young man. Congratulations. You deserve it. Please keep posting more embarrassing photos of Nicholas. Oh God, like there are I many. Have done during the week. Did you see the JR one that I posted during the week? Yeah. Yeah. I did. That was quality. Yeah, that was good. But uh, I think uh, what you failed to mention, Jack, is that the previous social media superstar has come in a dismal fourth. Maggers, mate. Ooh. I love the live commentary of the uh, of the podcast. Keep that up. Um, it is, it, it's what's keeping you in that top five, um, but just not enough at the moment because you can't beat the quality that uh, Kieran has put on that God damn it. <laughs> it was so good. 
Check it out if you haven't already. It, it is brilliant. Um, moving on, Jack, to DBS, a very famous section here at um, at JBT. Uh, for those that are new, DBS stands for Drop, Bench, and Start. So essentially, we give you, well, well we give ourselves three NBA uh, names, and we decide whether we want to drop, who we want to drop, who we want to bench, and who we want to start. So this week... We've gone with a sophomore theme uh, in Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, and Kristaps Porzingis. So, Jack, who is your DBS? All right. Do you want me to do the whole thing, Nick, or just do something with my drop? All right. Go, go, go for the whole thing. We'll, we'll discuss the whole thing. All right. Uh, my drop. I'm dropping. Uh, this was a really hard one. I mean, DBS is always. It's not always hard when, you know, you have Nick Busick alongside Bill Murray and the Red Monster, but, but this week's one was really hard. I had uh, I dropped Devin Booker, I I benched Carl Anthony Towns, and I started the pausing guard. Mate. You even said this you even said just before in the in the in the very same podcast that who's who's having a better career year, Cat or Pozingas, and you said Cat. This isn't a career DBS, Nick. This is just the current DBS. And, you know, I wanted to... I think Kat... Uh, I don't really... Uh, it was literally a toss of the coin. I just went for it with pausing God because... Partly because Heiser is going away to Vietnam and I want him to, to feel some love. <laughs> so I started the pausing God. And plus, in his performance against the Timberwolves this week, his performance got the Knicks over the line to beat the Timberwolves. So if you're basing it purely off, and I think they're actually playing tonight, um, I think. Um, but if you're basing it purely off, you know, them against each other and them bringing their teams to a win, Porzingis technically has it over him. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. <laughs> um, Porzingis go. is the better shooter, I guess. But you know what? I'm going to stir some controversy here, mate. Heiser, you're moving away to Vietnam, and I'm dropping. I'm dropping Porzingis. That's why he's moved to Vietnam. He heard about this somehow, and he did not. Uh, he he did not approve. Uh, I agree. Porzingis is is one of the best sophomores in the in the league. He probably actually is a better player than Booker. Um, but I've benched Booker because I I want someone coming off the bench who can score. Uh, who can score heaps. Not saying Porzingis can't score, but Porzingis would need a start, and Porzingis would need to be my franchise guy. I feel that Booker can just come off the bench, shoot, you know, 10 shots, get five in. That's a, that's an easy 10 points. And he's starting currently at the Suns and shooting huge amounts of buckets. He just needs to get his um, shooting percentage up. And he's 19. So that he, the, the percentage, the efficiency will come. Um, I really rate him uh, as... You know, coming coming off the bench and scoring some uh, some some nice points, but I'm definitely starting Kyle Anthony Towns. He's going to be my franchise player. Putting up that 47 point uh, 16 rebound game earlier in the week just shows how 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 much how how good he was. He was averaging a double double last season in his rookie of the year season, and he's only going to get better. And he only has gotten better. He's gotten better. He's a well established center uh, for a sophomore. It's incredible. It's yeah. I, I don't think there's any argument as cat uh, for cat even just being on the court. So you've got him as a, as your bench player. That's fine. 
But uh, he definitely, you cannot, cannot, cannot drop Carl Anthony Towns. No, you can't. And speaking of Nick, um, you've got a lot of love for this guy. Is he your favourite player in the NBA outside of John Wall? Uh, who? Booker or Towns? Towns. Possibly. I, 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 he has made me love the big man. You know, um, watching so him. Does, does that mean you? Does that mean you love me, Nick? No, you're you're not quite as big. <laughs> you you are quite. You are the height of Russell Westbrook. Like you're yeah, a guard, mate. You are a guard. I know. Carl Anthony Towns is, is a center. He's a big man. He's got great handles. He can shoot the ball. He's a year older than me. Like, sorry, he's a year younger than me, which makes me depressed because, you know, what have I done with my life? <laughs> I've, I've gotten to that age where my sports stars are starting younger than me. So, like, yeah, no. you got to that age a few years ago, Jack, and it's not a nice feeling. Like, you see, pe- people are like, I watch a lot of soccer starting, you know, for Manchester, yeah, Manchester United, who are 18 years old, Marcus Rashford, making millions yeah. of dollars, and it's it's like I'm sitting here in my fake Wizards jersey and in front of a microphone. But Nick, Go me. But Nick, does, does Marcus Rashford have his own podcast about NBA No, basketball? he doesn't. So take that, Marcus. You have, may have millions of dollars, but I've got um, other things. He's a fool. I am a nice person, maybe. Um, but yeah, Carl Anthony Towns definitely taking that starting position. Getting back to DBS, we went off traffic, uh, off topic a bit there. So wrapping up, we've got uh, Jack is dropping Booker, benching Cat, and starting Porzingis, and I am dropping Porzingis, benching Booker, and starting Cat. We've actually got completely different DBSs this week. So. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it's really it's good. that's really strange. Yeah, we normally have like some sort of overlap. Yeah, but nothing this week. I think I dropped Porzingis more for the for the shock factor than anything. But I do. Booker is one of my favorite players. I, I I I like the way he plays, the way he shoots. He's a very very smooth shooter. He just needs to get that percentage up, and he'll be brilliant. Uh, so I think that's all we've got time for today. Jack, do you want to follow up with anything? Uh, I want to go to bed, Nick. So as much as I've loved this, it's two thirty over here in London. Uh, playing along at home and listening to us right now. Jack loves JB2Pod that much that he has stayed up for hashtag sick Nick till 2.30am to record this pod. Good stuff, I love Jack. you peasants and I love Nick. We love your work, Jack. So as ever, guys, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Just Ball Things NBA Podcast. You can find us on iTunes or any decent pod center and remember to rate and review the show. Remember to rate and review the show if you haven't already. If you've got friends who've got iTunes accounts, please rate and review the show because it'll help others find the find the show and help add to the conversation. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can hit us up on Twitter at JBT Podcast or using the hashtag JBT Pod. You can reach us on Facebook at JB, at sorry at Facebook.com slash JBT Podcast and also through email at JBT Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, it's you guys that make this show great. And, uh, Nick, Nick, let me Oh, yes, right sorry, there. and, and Instagram. I've got to update and, uh, that. Instagram. And Instagram at JVT Pod. I'll update that one. Uh, remember, guys, it's you that make this show great, so we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week, keep balling, superstars. Hashtag KBS. <laughs>